welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo, and today I'm so honored to share a recent Firebird Book Award winning author with you. He is George Hopkins, and his winning book is titled When Secrets Come to Light, the ninth book in the Kavanaugh series. Let me share just a bit about George. George is a former United States Marine Corps sergeant who served on active duty during the Cuban Missile Crisis. He was chairperson of English at a high school designated as a National School of Excellence and has taught at St. John's University, Middlesex College, Columbia Teachers College, and in Puerto Rico. He was twice named Teacher of the Year by the New York Association of Teachers. And for his work in coordinating a senior citizen's poetry contest and festival on Staten Island over the past 14 years, he was honored by New York One as a New Yorker of the Week. George has led writing workshops for poets and writers, the Noble Maritime Museum, and the Community Agency for Senior Citizens, and he's won awards for poetry, writing, community service, and television production. He was born in Brooklyn, New York, and raised in the Bronx, lives in Staten Island with his wife, and he is the father of four children and the grandfather of ten. He's such a fascinating human, and I am looking forward to finding out more. Welcome to the network, George. How are you doing, Pat? <laughs> be here. I'm happy you're here and congratulations on winning the Firebird Book Award. I was happy to share that with you. Uh, thank you very much. I, re I really appreciated it. You know, I have a question. Um, why do people from Brooklyn seem to move to Staten Island? <laughs> that's a good question. Ever since they built the bridge, that's what's happened. <laughs> they do come to, to Staten Island and now from Staten Island they move to New Jersey. Uh, from there to Florida, I believe. Oh, okay. so, so it's it's an exodus. There's we a, live on the rock right now. There's the okay. path. I actually really like Staten Island. I've been there many times. What do you like best about living on Staten Island? Well, we live in the South Shore, which is which is really really nice. It's before it was really developed, it's an old community, uh, but it's it's beautiful. It's a neighborhood, mm -hmm. and we're we're close to everything, and it, it's it's a wonderful place to live. It really is. Kids grew up here. As soon as, they, as soon as they got out of college, they, they moved out. But at the village, it's a good place, you know, and we love it here. We've been here for, for quite a long time. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoy that. I've been to Manhattan many, many times for business, and you had to take the ferry over and then to spend time there. I recall a, oh, I don't know, it was like an Italian ice place. That yes, Ralph's Ice. Yes. yes. Great. It was great. Yeah, I, at one time I taught driver education. And I taught the grandson of one, of Ralph, and we, we stopped on a, a little driver ed, and we had a little little bit to see what it was all about. And it's a great place. But now they're they're franchised and they're all over the place now. It's a great ice though. It really is. Oh. His grandfather only worked for about two months a year, and he lived on on what he made from the ice. But it, it's delicious. It's fresh, and it's. Oh, I'm giving a commercial for them. It's a good place. <laughs> That's exciting. That's good. Nothing like a tasty lemon ice, huh? Oh. oh, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I need to make a trip. Yeah, it's starting to snow here, so, so I'm looking forward to, the, to having a nice in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It's snowy here today as well. All righty, well, let's get busy talking about your books here while we dream of lemon ice. How many books do you have to your name now? Quite a few. Uh, yeah, boy, they're, they're, I guess they're ten, really. I have nine and a book of poetry. Mm -hmm. And I did, did collaborate with some people in a in a writing workshop and we put we put out a collection of our writing from the workshop for two other books. But uh yeah that that that's it. We have got 
this last one, uh, When Secrets Come to Light, it, it's really kind of a, a, a different kind of book. It's part memoir, part murder mystery, part spiritual, part fiction, and, and part psychological. So it, it really doesn't fall into one particular category. Uh, but people like it, and it's, it's really, it's about, uh, a, a man who, who used to play basketball with his, with his friends in grammar school. And now they've, they've, they also had a little club or a gang, as it's called. And they get, they get together at a wake of, of one of their friends who just died. They haven't seen each other in 50 years. And they decided it would be a good idea to get together because they used to play cards together. And they used to, let's get together once a month at, at each other's house, house and, and play. And I think it would be great, you know, to go back home again and renew what they had. But they find that they can't really do that. As I think Thomas Wolfe said, you can't go home again. And it's, that's what they find. They find that each of them has, has a secret. And as things go on, they see some animosity builds between, amongst them. And, and, and that the, the one person who tells the story is the character I've, I've had in all my books is Tom Cavanaugh. Tom is a retired homicide detective right now. And he meets, he meets these old friends. He thinks it's going to be a great time. But it turns out it's not such a great time. And when one of the members is murdered, Tom takes it on himself to find out who murdered him. And, and that's, that's basically the story. It's been great. Uh, I really appreciate the, the Firebird Award. It was, it was also received an award from the Titan Literary Book Award. And it was a finalist in the Reader's International Contest and the 2022 Kindle Awards. And I just recently found out that I'm a, a finalist in the Wishing Shelf Book Awards, which is judged by judges in London and Stockholm, Sweden. So I'm, I'm very pleased with that. So it's, it's people, people like it. And you don't usually see a story about, about older people. It's usually the, the young, young studs who get the thing. But these, 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 with age comes wisdom and also comes some, some frailties. So you see as people go through the story, they see some of their problems that they've found along the way. And it all comes out. And that's, that's part of it. As I also believe that it's sometimes Edgar Lee Masters used to write it. He wrote that, uh, he wrote a lot of poetry and his poetry, he, he thought that we wear a mask. You know, and we, I guess we do. When we're with different people, we're not always the same person. And, and these people have been wearing a mask. And what I, what I thought about, I said, well, how am I going to start this story? And I thought of, of Jack London's, uh, what is it? The, uh, I forgot the name of it now. Uh, well, to the, oh, now, now I'm terrible. I can't remember the name of it. But it was, Apocalypse Now was based on it. Uh, oh, anyway, there, there are five people on a boat and they're waiting for, waiting for the tide to turn to go into, to London. And what happens is they, they, one of them starts to tell a story. So I have, I have my, my character, uh, telling the story, Tom Cavanaugh. And as he tells the story, uh, he sees, he, he goes through what he has and uh, has he met with these people and how they're all different and how he has to confront some problems of his own, both at home and in, and in his own mind. And so that, that's basically the story without telling you the end of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, I kind of like that it's hard to categorize. As you say, it's part 
memoir, part mystery, spiritual. What was it like to draw part memoir and then combine it with the fictional mystery? And well, it all well, there's been a lot of talk now about the clergy and people and abuses in the church. So I, I thought of that. That was part of my thing because we did know somebody who was accused of abuse. And, and I said, well, okay, now, what, what if it really, you know, I wonder if it was really true because we really love this person. But all right, so we go on with that. And then I'm reading, we have a local paper here, the Staten Island Advance. And I, my wife reads the obituary and I, I read the comics. That's <laughs> just the way I am. So I, I read the back. They used to have a, a cartoon. And in the cartoon, it was, it was historical. And they, they indicated while Bill Hickok was killed while playing poker. And, and I said, well, he had what was called the dead man's hand, which is aces and eights. He's playing five card stud. And what, what happened is he, as, as he was playing, well, uh, someone came up behind him and shot him in the head. So I, I just said to myself, you know, as a kid, we used to play cards together. It was nickel dime. We'd go to somebody else's house. So I put them together and, and I started to write. But I, I had a hard time beginning. How was I going to begin the story? And so I did begin it. I, I thought of what, what, what stories did I really like? And I thought about, oh well, I thought about, uh, Catcher in the Rye. And I said, well, yeah. Uh, Holden Caulfield tells the story in first person. And so I tell this story in the first person. So Thomas going through his own, his own psychosis, I guess you'd say. And he's, He's looking at life and he's trying to relive it, but he's finding things aren't what he seemed, what they seem to be. So that, that's really how I started it. And I, and going back was great because the beginning of it is, is memoir, how we used to play cards and play tricks on people. We did terrible things like, and they really weren't by today's standard, but we would, we would, <laughs> we would go to the, the telephone booth and call up and call up the pharmacy and ask them if they had Prince Albert in a can and if you do please let him out. You know, I mean, I think we all did that, but but it was it was silly, all right. But so I I would go through that. But now as these people have gone, the people they've all gone different ways. We have a banker, we have a lawyer, a salesman, uh, a retired homicide detective, and a garage mechanic. And the garage mechanic happened to have been the star of their basketball team. And he never went to college. He's the only one who didn't go to college. And he's, he's, he's black. And, and he was Tom's best friend that's growing up. And now the, the, the resentment is there with the others. And you see it grow as the story goes on. And uh, that, I'm not going to say too much more about it. But it was, it was interesting writing it. I had a hard time writing it, to be honest. COVID struck, and what happened is I had been writing the stories and was going along, and then what happened is I couldn't write anything. I just I felt terrible. We had we had ten close friends who died, yeah. and and it was tough. And then and then what happened was uh, my grandson died. He died of a fentanyl overdose, and he was my oldest one, and 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 I loved him so much. We were very very close, and I, I remembered I wrote some poems as you know along the years. So I decided to put the poems, to collect them all, and put them together, and I did. And I put them in a little book called Gentle Memories, uh, uh, you know, Random Thoughts. And after putting them together, it sort of released me a bit. And then I went, I went and saw the cartoon, and everything else seemed to evolve after that. Mm-hmm. 
And that, that's how it happened, you know. So here I am. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear about your grandson. That so hurts. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Th- thank you very much. We we love him a lot. But he's, he's taught us a lot also. And, mm-hmm. and uh, he was, I used, I, I used to say, to know him was to love him, and we did. Yeah. And there's no question about it. Yeah. Wow. Wow, yes, hard hard times. Those were difficult times and um you know, it either stopped you, made you think, or it or it actually um propelled a lot of people to look inward and to write. I think we ha- we had a lot of good writing out of those few years from people who may never have taken the time to uh reflect and yeah. actually put thoughts yeah. on paper. So we have to look for the good things that came out yeah. of that actually. Yes, yes. We do. Yep. We do. So is this your last in the series, or are you going to continue this series? <laughs> well, it's funny you ask that, because uh, last night I, I gave a talk to, to a book club, and uh, they, they, they enjoyed the book, and they had a great time with it. Well, I had a great time with them. And uh, after, after leaving them, they gave me another idea. And I had an idea in the back of my mind, but I, I didn't know how to begin. And today, just <laughs> I just started writing again, and I just wrote the first chapter. So, <laughs> so I've I've got it going, and it's it's we're, we're hot again. Okay, so, I love things, that things happen. All right, yeah. Well, it's meant to be. Yeah, you're not looking for it, and it finds you, and it occurs to you. That's so exciting. Yes. You know, George, you yeah. dig deep into the characters. That's what's what's interesting about your books. Let's yeah. talk about how you mastered the character development. Well, I, I was a teacher for a lot of years, and, and I, 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 you know, as a student, and you know, I know the kids, kids would would learn what what their teachers were about very quickly. Some they could get away with something, with some they couldn't. But I also learned the, the kids are the same. The same. I've taught in Puerto Rico. I've taught in colleges and junior high school and elementary school and, and high school. So I, you know. As far as I'm concerned, kids are kids, okay? But if you listen to them, you have to listen. So I listen to people, and I, I'm, I'm one of the ones who would be at a party who would be more quiet than the other people. But I would listen and, and contribute when I could. But but that but I, I I've learned to study people and enjoy it because life is life is 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 very interesting if you if you look at it, you know. Uh, and that that's what I try to do. So I I did study the people. I'm saying to myself, what might this person be? What might motivate this person to do what he or she is doing? And and that that's how it came. And I I, I just kept asking myself, what 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 else could happen? You know, like, like what then? You know, why? And 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 it, it develops. And the characters are different. Each one, the banker, he he's different. Okay, he looks at things a different way. Uh, the the, the lawyer. He definitely looks at things a different. Now, they're very close. And the salesman, the salesman has, has some particular problems. They, 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 and then, of course, the detective looks at things in a different way. Mm-hmm. And the, the person, the, the, the garage mechanic, now he, he's, he's a very interesting character because he's very spiritual. He, his wife and child died and, in a car accident. And as a result of that, he was he was destroyed. He was he really it, it it ruined him. But then then he he says he saw a vision of a beautiful woman. Now the others don't believe him. They think this is this is this is a lie. You can't be, do this. And as things go on, he tells them things that come true. Now are they are they miracles or are they not? And and 
You know, they, each one has a logical explanation. But, you know, the thought is, and Tom, who, who this is his best friend, he doesn't know whether to believe him or not to believe him. And he doubts certain things about him, but then he, he comes to believe in him. And, and that, that's really what, what happens in the story. It, it's, it just follows the way people might react. So I hope that helps you. <laughs> it does. It does. I actually like that answer to be quiet sometimes and pay attention and watch and look and listen. There's so much to be learned uh, and gleaned by just paying attention, which a lot of people don't. They're yeah. always so busy being active instead of yeah. absorbing what's around them. Did you find that some of your characters were easier to write than others? Uh, well, yes. Yes, that they they were. Well, obviously, Tom, Tom has some some hang-ups, and uh, he, yeah, that's me, okay, you know, in a way, you know, not all together, but all of the, you know, the characters seem to come together uh, because I based them on people that I knew, mm-hmm. and what, what they, you know, so, so I didn't, didn't use the same name, although I did use other people's names, I have one of, one of the characters in the book is a doctor, a doctor, uh, Gianvito, and Dr. Gianvito is in his 90s now. I love him. Okay, he's retired, but when I have a medical question, I call him. So I put him in the book. You know, and in fact, we had dinner not too long ago, and he gave me a present. And the present is, is with a sweatshirt, and on it was, be, be careful. Whatever you say may end up in his book. You know? <laughs> so, 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 and that, and that's what happened. Last night at, at the meeting with the people, a number of those people were in the book. And they, of course, they liked the fact that they were in the book. But one woman came over to me and she said she really didn't like it because I killed her. <laughs> so, I said, so I said, I promise the next time you won't die <laughs> if there is an next. <laughs> That's so fun. You're having a great time with this, too. I am. Yeah, I am. And I, I enjoy one of the characters in the book is, is my barber. And my 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 father, he I you know there's the Clinton Library and there's, there's the Bush Library. Well, my library is a barber shop in New York, Staten Island, <laughs> and, it's, and Steve has all my books there, <laughs> and, and he's in I think every one of them in one way, shape, or form. And this time he's he's a uh, a state trooper who pulls somebody over for for a ticket, pulls Tom over for speeding, you know. So, but I, I do try to put the people that I know in it in one way or another, mm-hmm. and it's it's good for them, it's good for me, and we we have a good time with it. And that's the, what I really like is when people come up to me and say they enjoy the book. I mm-hmm. said that's great, and I I do try to also put a message in a book, and it's some kind of a message of of goodness. The first one I wrote was was uh, Blood Brothers, and I, I want to show you know one of the questions is uh, am I my brother's keeper? You know, do we, we say and I, and I try to use something along those lines. There's a moral in all the stories as we go along, so that's 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 part of my thing. It's not just to, to entertain, but it, it's it's the old teacher in me is to teach also, and hopefully to inspire. And I, a lot of people have been inspired to write because of what I've written, which is I really appreciate that. That that's good. How I got started was very was very funny. I had not 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 funny, haha, <laughs> but funny peculiar. What what happened was I had written a number of of articles, personal articles, 
that were in our local newspaper. And people be- began to like them, and they liked them. And they wanted more. I even had a, had a fan club of people writing to me. So, But I had never written anything fiction, and I wanted to write fiction. Uh, as in college, I was a sports editor. And we we had a weekly newspaper, but but then I I was at a dinner party with some friends, and one of the men challenged me to write a story, so I I did, <laughs> and that was the first one. And then at the end of the first one, I, I said, well, gee, this could lead to a second one, and it did. And the second one was was good. And then some, then I wrote a third one again based on somebody that I knew. And then I then I received a lot of people that. That was nominated as, was a finalist in a, in an international contest. And it was, it was well received. And they're going to republish it, you know, soon. But, uh, I, I did get somebody who called me and he was the retired judge. And he said, I have a great story for you. And it was about a death threat that he received as a judge. And so I, I said, well, I can't write it the way you want it in that way, but I can, if you will allow me, I'll use my characters in it. And he said, Sure, go ahead. And, and that was it. So, but each story has progressed as we go along. And, uh, I think this one might be my last one, though, but I'm not too sure about that, though. <laughs> you know, I keep saying the last one was the last one, but it, it hasn't been. I think it's so fun for you to um, pull inspiration from people that you know. And I'm also thinking about where you are from. I mean, you are a true New Yorker. You were born in Brooklyn, raised in the Bronx, met your wife in Manhattan, lived in Queens, reside in Staten Island. So how does New York, not the culture, not color your work? Yeah, I, I guess it does. And I guess it, it's in my voice also. <laughs> I, I, wherever I go. But, uh, oh yeah, yeah, it, it does. It, it, uh, I, I, I feel I'm, I'm a New Yorker, you know, born and bred. As I said, born in Brooklyn, we were raised in the Bronx. Uh, so all, all that is true. And now we live on Staten Island for quite a while. And I love it. You know, I, uh, my kids have basically moved to New Jersey, but, but, uh, well, we're still here. You know, and, and I, according to my wife, we're going to die here. So, so anyway, we're, 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 we're happy with who we are. We have a nice neighborhood and good people around us. And, uh, and really when you come down to it, we have a roof over our head. We have food on our table. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yep. And, uh, and, and, and eat. <laughs> so, so it, it's good. You know, I don't need all the, the extraneous things in life, you know. I I drive a car which which you know, it, it works. You know, my friends may have a Maserati or whatever, but no, no, no Maserati. <laughs> but maybe uh, I'll, I'll, you know, Mercedes and I'll, I'll have my, my little Subaru and it gets me to the same place that their car got and I'm happy with it. That's so true. I'm a man of simple means, okay? Well, but then you also have the gift of being able to write and to share, and that's just such a beautiful part of who you are and a part of your life. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for sharing all of this with us today. I want to make sure as we're beginning to wrap up that we're not missing anything that you wanted to highlight. Okay, well, let's see. I have my 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 website is www.georgerhopkins.com. Okay, and I, all the books are listed there. They're all listed on Amazon, uh, and uh, I, that's that's it. I think if if we if we uh, I hope my books in a in a way teach teach people as they read them, they they in, they're entertained, but also they learn learn to love. You know, that that's an important thing too. That, you know, life life is a precious thing, and uh, you see so many so much in the world 
horrible. And and yet, you know, if we can just come together and, and realize who we are, and, and there's no reason for all this this hatred that's going around. And it, it and I, I I hope in some way my books will contribute to a, to a more peaceful world, even though it's a, unfortunately sometimes they do write about murder. But but there is I am terrible about that. I'm sorry about that. But it, it it's uh yeah I, you have to you have to look at the beauty in life and that that I think is important. So oh, anyway, thank you very much for everything you've done. Oh my gosh, thank you. You could see what a beautiful soul you are just through this conversation. So I encourage everyone to uh, check out the Kavanaugh series and the recent one when secrets come to light by George Hopkins. The website is georgerhopkins.com. You are a special person. I was looking forward to today and I'm so happy we had this opportunity. Keep writing and keep sharing with us. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pat. I really appreciate it. 